Welcome to Around the Table. A significant project is underway to expand and enhance our church's Sunday school curriculum. It is a lot of work involving over a hundred volunteers across the Brotherhood, but we believe that helping give our children a solid biblical foundation is worth it. In this episode, learn what is being done, the goals for this project, and how you can help. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 7 reminds us, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. We have a wonderful legacy of Sunday school teaching and discipleship within our churches that continues today. The Sunday School Curriculum Project was initiated back in 2020 by Onward Media with support from the elder body. The goal was to develop an engaging, Bible-centered Sunday school curriculum for preschool through 12th grades. Hello, my name is Lucas Frank, and I serve as elder in our Detroit, Michigan church. And today, we have the privilege of learning more about this initiative from two individuals that have been part of the overall organization and development of the lessons. Darrell and Becca, welcome, and would you mind introducing yourselves, where you're from, and how you got involved in the Sunday School Project? Sure. I'm Darrell Rassi, and I'm from the Fairbury Congregation. Uh, I've taught high school math for nine years, and I've taught college since then. And uh, December of 2020, uh, Kevin Knapp reached out to me and said, hey, would you be interested in being involved in this project? And uh, thought about it, prayed about it a little bit, and said... Absolutely. Uh, I love teaching. Uh, I taught Sunday school for 10 years in February, and this has just uh, been a real blessing to be involved in this project. I'm Becca Plattner, and uh, Aaron and I attend the Alto Michigan congregation. And I kind of got on this team in a little bit more of a roundabout way. Um, We were looking into our Sunday school is very small in Alto, and we were looking at curriculums or way to help make a smooth learning process for our kids with just 16 kids in our Sunday school. And so as we were looking into it, I started calling other congregations and um, asking other churches what they were doing for their Sunday schools, small and big. And I heard rumors that there was this committee that was starting a Sunday school curriculum. So I started asking questions. And I guess when you ask questions, then people understand that you're interested. And um, in a long roundabout way, I ended up talking to Kevin Knapp on the phone. And he said, you know, was explaining to me what they were doing. And I was asking questions of being in a small church and how it would apply to us. And he said, I think you're you're speaking a lot of good questions. Maybe you want to join this committee and, and help them with this development and make sure it works for small churches as well as some of the bigger churches. And so I came onto the team about... Uh, about a year and a half ago. So kind of joined after the ball had already started rolling and kind of uh, joined the team and got involved in that way. So, Excellent. They always say that uh, asking questions is the greatest form of volunteerism. (laughs) So welcome, welcome to the team for sure. So we should probably explain who Kevin Knapp is. Uh, Brother Kevin is the executive director of Onward Media. Uh, Darrell, with your experience and the background that you have, do you mind sharing a little bit about the background of the previous curriculum that was developed and how this builds on that previous curriculum? Going back to um, kind of my days starting Sunday school, I was given a little booklet, and I couldn't even tell you what it says on the front, but I think Sunday school curriculum or something like that. And so if you've seen that booklet, if you flip it open, there's a date in there of 1990s. Uh, And so in 1990, there was a Sunday school um, kind of guidelines, curriculum, outlines given 
um, it was really mainly that little book and then other kind of supporting documents, activity books, coloring pages. And in the older grades, kind of fourth grade on up, the materials, there wasn't a lot of resources. It was more kind of use this storybook or here's kind of a list of topics with a few references. In the younger grades, they've kind of added to that. There's been additional resources, even a teacher's guide in some of the younger grades. Um, So there was a desire to update the curriculum, to build on the good things that we've already done, but also to look at it and say, what do we need to do to reach our students in a way that is meaningful and helpful in today's world? Thanks, Doral. Um, Becca, do you mind adding in a little bit about uh, just your perspective and your experience on how this curriculum can provide a biblical worldview for our students today and some of the things that they're facing today? Sure. Um, Kind of a two-pronged thought with that. One is um, we all know and see in our culture how quickly our world is changing. It's changing faster and faster. And we want to be able to provide our students with sound biblical knowledge to know how to face what they're facing in culture. The questions my kids come home with from school are things I never even fathomed, right? And so part of this curriculum is um, building on a a strong foundation for them, right? That we have had, the curriculums we've had in the past, but also providing a few more resources that may be a little more pointed to our current culture today. Um, But also, I want to view it also as a resource for teachers, especially when you get into some of the older grades. We're creating a curriculum in the you know junior high and into the Bible class that maybe is different than what we've had in the past to help address some of those thoughts and to teach the teachers, right? Because you everyone who's been a Sunday school teacher knows they've been blindsided by questions <laughs> from kids before. And not that we're going to answer every question possible, but we want to be able to provide resources for the teachers that they feel a little more prepared that when a question maybe brings a, a student brings a cultural question or um, something that they overheard at school that we are hopefully able to provide them with some resources that can point them to the word on how to answer some of these questions um, that previously we've never had to address. For sure. And, and so maybe building on that a little bit, Darl, do you mind just sharing a little uh, with us about how those lessons are being built out? How is part of that original committee that was working on this, um, how have you gone about and deciding what lessons to teach and how to organize and coordinate all of that? So it started with a small committee of just uh, the five or six of us, the steering committee, but we recognized pretty soon that this is, this is a massive undertaking. And so um, we reached out through kind of people we knew uh, onward media board, even uh, just some emails to the elders just saying, Hey, is there anybody in your congregation trying to get, a wide representation of people involved and identified uh, basically 15 individuals to take uh, kind of the charge for each grade level. And so there's a grade level coordinator over kindergarten, over first grade, second grade, et cetera. Um, And so that helped to kind of expand our committee and divide up the work. But Prior to bringing those people on, we said, what does the structure overall want to look like? And so we identified five or six categories of things that we felt like were important to accomplish in Sunday school. Things like teaching our students Bible knowledge, Bible application, apologetics, 
um, just doctrinal truth and uh, denominational ideas, things that are our history and, and things that we hold dear as a denomination. And so those were kind of big picture things we wanted to cover. And then we zoomed in and said, okay, it, what do we want to accomplish in preschool through kindergarten, in first through third grade, in fourth through six, and so on? It kind of starts out focusing on just developing basic Bible knowledge and application. And then as our students progress into the seventh and eighth grade into high school, they'll dive in a little bit more into some of the apologetics, foundational doctrinal truths, and then also kind of culturally relevant topics, things that they're going to be facing. Okay, excellent. And so some of our smaller uh, churches, Becky, you had mentioned, you know, being in Alto, a smaller church, we're in Detroit, same thing, where our Bible class consists of at least four grades, sometimes depending on how many uh, students we have can even expand beyond just the high school grades. How are you approaching, Darrell, the the students that when they come in as a freshman, right there, they go through four consecutive years. Are you dividing up those those lessons? Do they have a lot of repetition? How does that work? Right. So essentially, the plan is that lessons, there would be like a year's worth of curriculum, 50 lessons for each grade. So in the high school, they are building on each other. But if a student comes in in a small congregation where all four grades are together, they might start at year three in the curriculum and then move to the fourth year and then the first year and the second year. So in those four years, they'll still cycle through all four years of the high school curriculum. They might not just not start with year one through year four. They might start somewhere else. And if you look at some of the smaller grades, the younger grades, I should say, we kind of set up first through third and fourth through sixth run kind of parallel to each other for that same idea. Um, you know, so if you're, you know, so for instance, in Alto this year, we will have two elementary grades. We have one that's actually kindergarten through second, and then we have fourth through sixth. So they're going to each, they would each start they would each be able to follow a similar curriculum so that if you're following the first through third grade and then a kid jumps up into the older classes, the goal is that they won't necessarily miss lessons by moving up into a new class. So first, second, and third, in those three years, you'll cover the whole Bible. And then fourth, fifth, and sixth, you'll cover the whole Bible. And it's kind of divided up into those two grades so that smaller churches can negotiate or navigate that way to make it work for them, right? It works for big churches that first grade will do first grade, second will be second, you know. But if you're a smaller church and need to navigate it, we've tried to put them together in a way that it's flexible, that we can do that. Yeah, that's really great. And I think it's so important, like you said, to give uh, our students a, a full breadth from Old Testament to New Testament and be able to, to understand all of those stories um, all the way from the you know major prophets that we cover a, a lot, but as I understand it, even into the minor prophets and understanding what are the themes behind even those minor prophets that uh, the whole of the scripture is valuable and uh, and not just the the popular parts or the ones that we hit really often. So I'm I'm really excited about that as well. Becca, you had mentioned uh, a little bit earlier about the content development and even how to how those lessons get developed and even the the 
teaching aids. Can do you mind talking about that a little bit? And I think I know that you're in, involved in that. So what what goes into developing a a lesson plan? Let's say right. So a lot of people okay. <laughs> get involved in each of the lessons. So originally you have an author who writes a lesson, and the lessons are written um, in an outline format that will have lots. Um, we've asked each of our authors to consider, you know, who, who you're writing this for large congregations and for small. And so they're writing an outline in a way with options, um, of activities that could be used in big and small. So if you take a lesson, there's going to be parts of it you probably won't use. It's kind of written for everyone to kind of pick out of this outline, what activities will work best for them, but an author will write it. And then it gets sent through a content review team and four people, uh, four other content reviewers sit down and look through the lesson and give feedback to the author. There's also a doctrinal review team that will look through the lesson and all of that gives feedback to the author. After the author has gone back through it, then it goes through grammar and editing. We have illustrators who are creating new uh, worksheets, new coloring pages, and then like I said, a grammar team, and then we have a formatting team. So there are many hands, many eyes that go through each of these lessons to be able to create something um, that ultimately will be beneficial for all of the students who get to hear it and, and teachers who are teaching it. So, And what about different teachers that might feel like, well, I have a little bit of a unique way of teaching is, is that taken into account? Is there flexibility for different teaching styles and what pe- people are comfortable with? Absolutely. So when the when you look at the outline, it gives you your you know your your scripture, the Bible story that you're teaching, um, and then it gives you a lesson goal. And those lesson goals we have chosen for a purpose. We've tried to create lesson goals that um, take students deeper the older they get. Right young, younger ones, it's talking about God's attributes and who God is and how God loves them. And as they get older, those lesson goals change a little bit more to how do we respond to who God is. And so honestly, a teacher could take your scripture and your lesson goal and can run with their own lesson how they like. But at least by having a curriculum in front of them, it can, can give you continuity through the years of of building on these lessons and building on these goals. Um, and then for new teachers who are just elected and put into Sunday school, there are options for them to choose from if they need that support of worksheets and object lessons and activities for kids. There, There's a lot of substance there and people are able to use what they need from it. Um, and then they don't they don't do not need to feel that they have to use everything that's in the lesson for sure. You know, just but you can sort through it and kind of pick out what you can use. And I'm glad you brought that up, Becca. I feel like that is another reason that this project kind of got started is just like, how do we support, especially our new Sunday school teachers? Um, and so the goal then is to help bring these resources for them that maybe an experienced teacher will just look at the first page and kind of be set to go, where a newer teacher will spend more time with it, look through it, pull, look at the questions, the resources and use them to their advantage. I, I really love that. I, I think as I started out, we have such a legacy of teaching and discipleship within all of our churches. And for something to be able to support those teachers that have just poured 
you know, their, their passion and their energy into teaching and they've refined, you know, their, their lesson plans and they engage the students, I think is so important and so beautiful, but also then to, to open the door for the next generation to come along who, you know, are, are, are looking at those teachers, right? I, I still remember my Sunday school teachers and, and just the Bible knowledge they had and the passion that they had and, and how exciting. But I remember walking into Sunday school the first time as a teacher a long time ago and thinking, oh, no, I, I'm no longer the student. And so I really like that, that you're really thinking about the next generation and, and empowering them to step into those roles of leadership. My, my final personal you know, question, critical question for me is, does the curriculum still support flannel graphs and the use of flannel graphs in the Sunday school? Becca, I'll let you take that. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know how to answer that question, Lucas. <laughs> we, we can cut that one out. Uh, but, yeah. So. Too bad I'm doing fourth through sixth grade, Lucas. I'm not able to right, tell you what right, exactly, exactly they're doing in preschool. <laughs> Darrell, you, you mentioned, I think, earlier that you have 50, the, the committees are working on 50 unique lessons for each grade level. So maybe expand on that. How many different unique uh, lessons are kind of going to be included in this this whole initiative when it's done? So in total, we have about 710 lessons. Um, there'll be a 50 lessons in each grade level up to the high school grades. And in the high school grades, we plan to have 40 lessons. Uh, it seems like the high school grades, there's two things happening there. One is uh, maybe they have activities and things going on on a Sunday where they're visiting another congregation or things like that. The other thing is we wanted to leave space in the curriculum for just questions that the students have to encourage the teachers to really take time to focus on what's interesting and relevant to the students as well. That's great. Over 700 unique lessons. That's that's so fantastic. I really, really appreciate all the work that you, the committee, the content committees ha- have been working on. So, so thank you, everyone, for, for doing all of that. Let's talk a little bit about timing. This started back in 2020 as an official initiative. Uh, we're about three years into it at this point. Kind of what does the timeline moving forward look like? It's a great question. And probably we have more questions than we have answers to that. But To date, what we've done is in fall of 2023, we released about uh, 30 lessons and asked Sunday school teachers, lots of congregations to pilot them, give us feedback. Um, They did that. We took that feedback. We made some changes. And now uh, shortly here, we're planning to send another email out to Sunday school superintendents with additional lessons for teachers to try out. There's about 75 more lessons that we've Uh, created. And we really just want to get teachers to look at them. We are going to ask for feedback, but here it's a little bit different. It's more on specific lessons. If you have thoughts on a specific lesson, we'd like to hear it. We're in a point where we feel like we kind of have our uh, lesson template in place and we have uh, starting to get things kind of in a a process that we like and we think is going to work well for us. And so... Going forward, uh, our plan is just to, uh, as lessons get finished, to keep putting them on the webpage. And so uh, six months from now, teachers can come back there and there'll be more lessons for them to look at. Onward Media has never given us a hard deadline. They've always said, take your time, do it well. 
Uh, and so it's hard to know exactly how long it will be yet, but kind of another thing I would mention is the lessons we're releasing now to the Sunday school teachers are in a PDF format and they're kind of the best of uh, a volunteer world. But our plan is to incorporate a graphic design company and they're going to go through and dress it up, make it more professional. And so that's going to be down the road even a little bit further. But the nice thing is teachers can start using the lessons as soon as we're finished with them. Okay, excellent. And uh, what, one final question. Any any key surprises, particular blessings for each one of you? Maybe, Beck, I'll start with you as you've worked through this. What, what thoughts come to mind there? So there are many blessings that have come from this. Um, but as, I don't know, I was kind of thinking of my thoughts through about this podcast. And I thought, you know, it kind of reminds me of how back in the young group, we traveled all the time, right? Every weekend. And you're meeting new people and you're, and you're um, traveling around. Well, as I've gotten married and settled down and had kids, I don't travel near as much. I don't get to go as many adventures. Um, and I have loved on this steering committee and then now on my grade band level where I'm meeting with my authors and my reviewers, it gives me a little taste of that again. I'm meeting with people from Rockville, Connecticut and Wichita, Kansas and you know, Bloomington, Illinois and all just all over. And the beauty of that, the beauty of the connections that we have within our church. And I have just loved the ability to reconnect with people that I've known for years that I haven't seen, um, but also meeting new people and getting that taste that we used to have in the young group of all those connections again um, in a very different way. But it's been a beautiful thing to be able to just connect with people and work together as a team on a project, on a goal of of teaching our children and how we all have that same passion and that same goal together and working as a team to do that. So it's been really, it's just been, yeah, it's been amazing. So that's great fellowship, even in, in the work that right. uh, of, of the project that that's always a blessing. Daryl, how about you? Yeah, I would definitely agree with what Becca said. Um, probably two thoughts. One is just like, like how incredibly committed and devoted our volunteers are people are willing to give time and energy and like just the other week I'm like, Hey, we need some short term people to help with doctrine review. And like I had eight or 10 people, like I'd be glad to help. And, and I gave them, I thought it was a fair amount of workload and people were just like, here it is. And some of them had it back in like three days. And it was just like, people are excited about it. They want to contribute. And so, so that's been a real blessing. And then probably the second surprise blessing from it that I see is just seeing the body of Christ come together and work together so well. Um, we just different things. We we needed a group to be, to work on grammar, and we put a call out, and we got volunteers who were excited about grammar, and it just it was almost a it, it almost happened without me even being involved. But we were worried about copyrights and we were looking at coloring pages and how are we going to get all these copyrights? And it just seemed like a big mountain. And like all of a sudden, like we had this graphic illustrated team that almost just happened overnight. And they're like, hey, we want to make coloring pages. And it was like, great, that's fantastic. Like that is such a blessing. And so those sorts of things keep happening. 
Um, I know we have a lot of volunteers and it probably seems like we don't, wouldn't need any more, but that's actually not the case. You know, everybody is contributing a little bit, but they have their own lives that they're busy with. And so we're really in a spot where we need more volunteers. And so if people are willing to write lessons or review lessons, or really if there's just people that want to contribute and say, Hey, I'm not sure I'm um, good for writing or reviewing, but I have some time and I'd be willing to help in whatever ways helpful. Like we would probably find a spot for them. And so if you're listening and you feel God putting it on your heart to help, we'd encourage you to go. We have a webpage. Um, there's a couple different ways to look at it to get there, but probably the easiest is to go to the Onward Media homepage and go to projects. And then underneath curriculum, you'll find a link there. And there's a spot that you can sign up. You can look at the lessons. Um, that's kind of our main page for all of our information. That's excellent. Well, again, any final thoughts from either one of you as as you think through it and uh, the experience that you've had? I just want to say once again, thank you to the volunteers. They they are going above and beyond. And on the kind of box platform that we're using to share all the files, it shows when people are logging on and every day, every day there's volunteers jumping on and, and contributing work. And so just a huge thank you to our volunteers. Well, thank you both uh, for joining us on this podcast. And again, a thank you to all of the volunteers, like you mentioned, Brother Darl. I think it's so important as we think about uh, over a hundred different volunteers from four, 48 different of our churches. This really represents our vision of being a body of believers bound together by our love for Jesus Christ and His Word, reflecting God's love, grace, and truth. And what a beautiful mission for us to take to continue to lean into and and disciple our youth through Sunday School. So God bless both of you, and we look forward to seeing this as it continues to come out. Thanks for listening. Around the Table is available on AC Central, and now also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Casts. It is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church.